Hello, hello, and welcome. What up, what up? This is Post Hump Day Podcast. I'm Tommy DeSalt. I'm Kellen King, and we got a guest with us today. Is that right, Tommy? That's right. Uh, Amber Church, how's it going? Hey, team. Doing great. Team. Oh, I've seen your... So she's very popular on TikTok, and I, she starts a lot of her TikToks with, hey, team. Yeah, I love She's very that. cute. Yeah. We say high scholars on here. because It uh, started in the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous for me. There you <laughs> go. started saying, hey, team, and yeah. now it's just stuck. <laughs> Yeah. It stocks. We uh, so we have a PhD post hump day podcast. We say scholars because PhD, you know, you yes. gotta have your scholars. So I'm familiar. So team and oh, good, yeah. We got some 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 uh, you know, the same same vein. But uh, yeah, we I like I like team too. Scholar team, team scholar. Mm-hmm. I like it. Um, so tell us a little bit about uh, how your TikTok kind of started, like. Did you just... It looks like a journey that yeah. goes back. Listen, uh. <laughs> so it started for me because TikTok to me is not actual social media. Like right. for me, TikTok is speaking into a void yes. of human beings that I was never going to meet. <laughs> yeah. And so I got a TikTok right after, because uh, I found out that I was gay late in life. I was like 34. And so I got TikTok maybe a year later and... um there were all these lesbians on TikTok and they were fine. <laughs> and there's some zaddies. Oh, the z- Oh my <laughs> gosh. I fi- it, Okay. Um, <laughs> and so I, I just started, I just first like started, um, yeah, just like, it was like, just like a lesbian community. And so I think my very first TikTok was talking about, um, it might've been like the wizard one, the wizarding GED. I don't know if y'all saw that one forever ago. Um, but it was like, basically I got my Hogwarts letter at 34 years old and had to to figure everything out because I dated this woman who said, um, you didn't find out you were gay. You've always been gay. And I was like, no bitch. I literally found out (laughs) at 34 like Harry Potter. So, uh, so yeah, for me, it was just like a the lesbian community and then it has, and then I started now, like I, you know, I worked in the recovery industry in like my professional life in friends. And they're like, I saw your TikToks and I'm like, no, you didn't. (laughs) (laughs) If you know me in real life, you have never seen my TikToks. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, that's what I was going to wonder. So you, you kind of came out later in life. Mm -hmm. Uh, did you come out like after you had a TikTok or was that, did that kind of help you a little bit or it was that, uh, tell me the timeline a little bit. So, that makes sense. Um, no, because so I, I left my ex-husband. Um, I was about a year and a half sober and um, I thought so. I grew up a church kid. Yeah. And so I had never been around my type of lesbian. Gotcha. Which my type of lesbian looks a lot like you gentlemen. Oh, nice. You know, <laughs> yeah. cool. uh, minus the facial hair. And so well, I can shave. No, and so I, <laughs> and so I had never been around. Um, like never seen represented like the woman that I would be attracted to yeah. uh, until I was in recovery. And then I was like, what? They're everywhere. <laughs> what are you? <laughs> I was like, something's happening to me. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I started dating women and it was actually my first girlfriend that introduced me to TikTok. So I already oh, cool. knew yeah. um, by the time I got there, but I have been accused of being, you know, as a, like a late in life lesbian um, of like, Oh, TikTok turned you gay. And I'm like, no, <laughs> the, uh, the but it politicians would, yeah. would make you want to think that yeah. that's how people start blaming China. Yeah. <laughs> China made you gay. Yeah. yeah. My 5g sure. chips going off in my head and from COVID <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, that's what turned us gay too. So. Yeah. No, uh, sorry. <laughs> no, anyway, um, but I was just interested because you you also said something about social media. It's not necessarily social media. 
you and I, I'm sure, grew up like on the MySpace. Oh, yes. And that's more of the social media thing that I'm more accustomed to. Yes. Where like, uh, you, you're not really screaming out to the void. It's like, hey, here are my eight friends. Yeah. You know, here's the song. And here's, here's the, the order that they are right. in. Right. Yeah. Exactly. My eight friends. And, and it switches daily. They will know where they are <laughs> Yeah. And guess daily. what? Daily. I'm going to even throw a theme song up. So oh, when you yeah. come on my page. And a glitter background. Exactly. Here's the <laughs> hardcore music I'm listening to yeah. t- this week. Yeah. Yeah. And it's... We were talking before time too. The other, like, not necessarily social media, but it was like in its infancy stage, was AOL, like AIM. I love yeah. AOL. Although oh, predating that though, um, was the AOL chat rooms. Oh yeah, gosh, which are Ooh, scary. Yeah, uh, ASL. Yeah, the A. I did <laughs> again. We were talking also about how like the TikToks that I think are the funniest are the ones that do nothing. Yeah, uh, and I did one joking about, you know. Uh, having, you know, shared my age, sex, location, which was all a lie, by the way. Oh, yeah. Uh, with, Always. You gotta, <laughs> with a 55-year-old probably on the internet saying he was a 16-year-old guy. Yeah. Oof. I don't know how we survived that time. I don't either. I, I've done the exact same thing. And then you would, uh, what was that? It was like the first AI, too. It was like Smarter Child. Y'all, go, y'all remember him? No? No. You remember Smarter Child? Oh, uh, there was this bot you could just yeah, talk to. Yeah, you could talk to a bot. And yeah. it was, Why uh, did you need to talk? I know talk? Did exactly you, what you're well, I feel really, I feel sadness. No. <laughs> hearing him no, talk. It was just like. Dude, yeah. It's are just we like, the only one? Yeah, I guess. Was and it maybe just you two yeah, talking yeah. to I think you were talking to you. <laughs> yeah, that's probably what it was. No, it's like, do you mess around with like chat GPT or have you ever tried that? I have. Okay, so it's, it's like. It's wild. It was like that, but like. Not smarter child. It was like very dumb. It was just, it was just cool to figure. Like it was just the first time that that had happened. Yeah, but so. I had friends, so I didn't have to <laughs> yeah. talk to. Yeah, you know, a bot. We had me and Tommy had each other, so that's oh, cute. But yeah, cute. no, I was just the growth from like MySpace to TikTok and how yeah. much different. Like you're right, TikTok, um, and I think TikTok is a little bit different than even the other social medias because. Um, like with Instagram usually or Facebook or whatever, it's usually you that mm-hmm. you're, you know, and TikTok is almost like people will follow if you're funny or if they, they, they don't even have to know who you are. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Instagram is more like choosy. Mm-hmm. Facebook, you got to know them in real life or yeah. know, you know, their cousins or their somebody. grandmother. Exactly. You know, their grandmother, and grandfather. So I think TikTok's in a, a different lane where, um, you know, you have a lot of followers. You have more yeah. followers than we do. And it's just like, you know, you probably know five or ten of them. You know, but I'm sure you got to know them more as the, you know they're your team now. But my teammates. I just think it's interesting. Like TikTok is in its own lane in yeah. a sense, yeah. and it's cool that you've kind of created your own space for that. Yeah. So. I had the head of the Wichita Gaming Commission. I was oh, so I used to work for a sober living, and um, she was helping me financially get this girl into sober living. She needed help, and um, she's like this important woman yeah you know um working with like native americans and helping them get the it was a whole thing and she texted me one day and she was like i just saw your tiktok and i was like uh, uh-uh. your heart dropped uh, i was like i <laughs> goodbye forever yeah i <laughs> said so so that your your sign offs on those videos like they kill me sometimes because like the goodbye forever yeah like this little <laughs> well it's normally like like if i was because t- i do it in real life i kind of just talk how i do it 
as a human. Yeah. And so normally I like be talking to my best friend and I'm like, I love you forever. You're the best thing that's ever happened to me. You're perfect in every single way. Goodbye forever. I'll never speak to you again. <laughs> like the plane crash or yeah. something. Like yeah. it's about to go down. Just in case, you know, that's great though. That's yeah. a great way to live your life. The, yeah, but morbid. The, the authenticity that you get and it translates through TikTok yeah. because you say you treat it kind of like a, you're just talking out into the void. Mm. Like it's not like you're overly directed at one thing. It's just whatever's on your mind. I think yeah. that's cool to have that platform. Uh, I've noticed just with our stuff, like yeah. that does not carry over <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. Um, the different platforms. And it's crazy to me, like what will hit in one place mm just doesn't do anything and some of the other platforms um so um i'm just curious like the first video that really popped for you uh we we experienced that more recently um and it was just bizarre it it was really a weird feeling especially because what the context of the video was it wasn't something that we we don't normally talk about right would you say that sorry go ahead but you mean for you mean this most recent one for me? Is for that us, what? for us for us like, like our we videos had, that popped? The were, biggest one yes. we had was like this Selena Gomez, like yeah. Haley Bieber. We and it, it was, was thanks funny. to B. You know, B was yeah. kind of giving us a timeline of that. Yeah, it was the I got to give her her flowers. And all of that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so, um, but it was just interesting that that was the one that right. like kind of popped. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, yeah, I think my first one that did like I got like over a million views. <laughs> Uh, was I made, I learned how to make bread. Oh, nice. And I, um, I guess I'd gotten some before that were like 50, a hundred, 200,000 views, something like that. But to go over a million, that was really yeah. big. Yeah. Um, and so I made, I made, I learned how to make bread. And as someone who like, you know, six months prior to that was eating out for every single meal, I was like, I am a fucking goddess. Yeah. <laughs> and so I said, I have, I said, slap my ass and call me Sally. Call me a white man because I have all the audacity. I was like, I have learned to make bread and there is nothing I cannot do. Yeah. Um, but before that, I think like with a lot of the lesbian stuff, there was a lot, but, but, and we were talking about this before. It's like the things that I think are the absolute funniest and they just do nothing. Yeah. They do nothing. But I also don't share any of my stuff really to Facebook, to Instagram, to anything, because yeah. I'm like, that's where people actually know me. Yeah. And yeah, I don't want to embarrass my mom too much, you know? Dude, I was, uh, I was in a, in a coffee shop, um, not far from here. Um, and I was, it was on a business meeting and I go in to get our coffee and I'm walking back outside and somebody's like, Beaver, it's Beaver Boy. And I'm <laughs> like, oh God. So it's, it's like, noticed. what you That's were, were, to me. were touching on is like, you know, you go out locally and, yeah. you know, it's like, yeah, you're in your own world on TikTok, but then <laughs> it, it's just wild um, how many people start sharing stuff and then all of a sudden, yes. you know. Yeah. Because, so my girlfriend was, um, went and hung out with, with her best friend. He still lives really close to all of their high school friends. And, uh, I've met him a few times, but I've never met this like whole group of humans. And, um, my girlfriend texted me about halfway through and she was like, um, she was like, you're famous amongst this group of friends. They shared the video in the group chat with Evan and Evan was like, that's Caroline's girlfriend. <laughs> and they were like, what? And I was like, Oh my God, obviously. Yeah. Be so now I, now I can meet them easily because yeah. now i'm i'm famous that's obviously <laughs> we had we had one of our videos again a different a different one went pretty wild and uh my 
one of my cousins that I don't even know, like knew that I had a podcast, <laughs> commented in was like, "Oh my gosh, Kel, I love you!" Like, and it, it's just like it's so interesting. proud of you. <laughs> just having these worlds collide. Yeah. Um, you know, for us, like we'd like for this to keep going and go further, but you know, it started out as like a hobby. Yeah. And it's it's kind of transformed. So, like for you, you when you talk into the void. In a sense, we talk into the void too. And yeah. it's a little bit therapy, therapy yeah. therapeutic for us. And it is like therapy. Um, but then you kind of forget some of the stuff that you talk about, yeah. right? Yeah. So then when someone <laughs> that you do know comes out, like recently I told you guys, my dad uh, listens to it. And yeah. before, uh, you know, before I we started recording, I was like, hey, um, <laughs> I do not want you and mom listening to it. Like I, I uh, by the way, we're thirty two. Yeah, we're thirty two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to get grounded, yeah. and so uh, I, I just didn't want them to listen to it. You know, similar to you, my parents are very conservative. You know, you said that you were a preacher's daughter. Um, you know, they hadn't heard me cuss before. I, I, I did, you know, I they thought you were a lady. Yeah, exactly. You know, and uh, so anyway, what he listened to it. And he's, I was like, I told you not to listen to it. I told you. And he was like, he's a little disappointed, but you know, now he's like our number one fan. Okay. So he's like, I love it. Uh, I told good job, him, dad. Yeah. So I'm excited for him. You know, it's good to have a number one listener or whatever. But uh, anyway, I just, I, my heart dropped when he said that yeah. because it's that two words, two worlds colliding. Yeah. Dude, that, that was like, for me, that experience happened when I was in rehab smoking a cigarette and my parents got to like family weekend a little bit early and walked outside in the patio and I'm sitting there with a bunch of drug addicts smoking yeah. a cigarette, telling war stories. And then I turn around Yeah. and it's yeah. like, oh shit. Cause I hadn't smoked a cigarette <laughs> yeah. in front of them ever. It was ever. that same feeling I got yeah. when they'll like bring up a story about the podcast or something. Right. I'm yeah. like, Ugh. Like, You're like these two, these two things don't go together. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is not the math is not correct <laughs> right. right now. Exactly, but uh, it, it is it is funny though because just in the stories that we've got, like stuff that I mean, the smart smarter child. Smart child smart, yeah. I haven't thought about that since '98. No one has. Yeah. Exactly. Literally, no, no one has. It was all right. I'm just going to tell you. It was my other screen name that I used to. No, oh, I'm just kidding. okay. <laughs> no, no, uh, but for real. The, you need to look that but, up. I can't uh, believe you never heard of Smarter Child. I'm going to have to Google it. Yeah. So, Amber, are you, you're from around the area or did I'm, you? I'm from around these parts. Um, so, kind of growing up, I was born in Palapena General Hospital. Okay. All you right. guys know where Palapena is? <laughs> no, I do not. He might. No I, one I, does. I, I, uh, but I spent the majority of my childhood in Azel, which is not yeah. too far. You, right. You're in Eagle Mountain, is that yeah. right? Okay. Um, so, not too far. And my dad was the a preacher of First Baptist Angel for years. There you go. And then when my parents got divorced, my mom moved to Irving and my dad moved to Gordon, Texas. Ever heard uh -oh. of Gordon? I have, yeah. He 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 knows all these little spots. Population like 800. You yeah. Know? Uh, and so I had these, I had kind of both. And so I was, but I had said I would, in my <laughs> adult life, I have always been a Dallas girl. Okay. And I was never going to move to Fort Worth. And my girlfriend um, is very, very Fort Worth. Yeah. And, um, is wild because like I always thought that I loved like the bustle and the so much going on. And now yeah. I understand it was just like, um, an over, like, like an issue with my nervous system. Sure. Um, like just in constant fight or flight. Yeah. And so, uh, she would come to me sometimes and I would come to her sometimes and I felt peaceful when I got to Fort Worth. That's yeah. cool. And then I noticed I would get anxious as soon as I got into Dallas. And so whenever we were talking about, um, you know, where we were going to live, um, yeah, I'm like, I've, 
I love it here. Yeah. Your like environment, it. like, uh, it, it really it does. does. And it's I didn't, the infrastructure, I think. It's I, the roads, I, the highways, like, mm-hmm. exiting. I, I I get, and right now my, my, sorry, I know, Dad, you're listening. My back tail light's out. Me and, too. Uh, Which one? Because, <laughs> like, okay. I just want to get this out of the way. The, he was uh, he got upset at me for not picking up my diploma. I had talked about it on a podcast. He's like, "And you haven't picked your diploma up? You haven't picked Stop that up yet?" Stop talking about stuff you don't want your dad yeah, to hear. That was ten like, years ago. Yeah. So, anyways, yeah. So my tail lights out, and I'm like going to Dallas. Like, you know, my right tail lights out. So I gotta get over. I gotta merge all this yeah. stuff. And those fuckers, like, it's so hard to merge over there. So it just gives me like anxiety. Yeah, it's not for the weak of heart. No, don't be a pussy. And exactly. like, mo- sorry, Dad. Sorry. No, he's now good. I'm worried about he's your good. dad. He's good. <laughs> don't worry about <laughs> Listen, it. Listen, I don't Same. have a relationship with my dad, so I want all dads to be really proud exactly. of me. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, um, but now whenever I drive in Fort Worth, my girlfriend's like, "Stop! You're driving like you're in Dallas." And I'm like, "That idiot!" Blah blah blah. And she's yeah. like, "Yeah, they're from Fort Worth." And I'm like. I have to remind myself <laughs> yeah. that I'm not in Dallas playing a game of like Mario Kart. You exactly. Know? Exactly. Dude, when I lived uh, around LA, like, I mean, you always, I don't know if you heard about the traffic out in LA, yeah. but uh, yeah. it is a very real thing. Heard it mentioned. Um, but I'll tell you what, Dallas, just as bad to me. Yeah. Um, as far as nobody wants to let you merge, nobody yep. uses a blinker. And I'm, I'm like, listen, I'm not, I'm not always using a blinker. No. But if I'm yeah. in, if I'm, you know, somewhere where it, it might be pertinent to, to my yeah. safety, then yeah. yeah, I'm right. Yeah, I'm a really bad hi- hypocrite driver because I will rage at someone for not doing something and two seconds later, I'm like, ah, it's my car. I don't, <laughs> I don't have to use that blinker. They know where I'm going. It's yeah. fine. Well, yeah. uh, DFW area got, like, I'm pretty sure they're voted the worst drivers in the United States. And I, I'm be- not just I believe saying that. that. I've, I believe I've it. heard it like more than one time. So it makes sense. Yeah, but it's a it? melting pot of people that aren't from here. Uh, I feel it's a like. big metroplex. Like, yeah, it's a big metroplex. It's I don't know actually how large it is, but uh, you know you it's can a drive. big one. It takes yeah, it's a big one. It's <laughs> one learned, of the bigger. I learned metroplexes. to drive on thirty five e. So oh yeah, you yeah. can you know, do it. All. I could do anything. Yeah, but I do like driving in L A. because they have when you're like merging onto the highway, they'll slow them down. You can't. They can't just you've all got the lights into the highway. Mm-hmm. I yeah, do like that. And that was what? a first. Yeah, there's I've, like a light. I've been to, to L A. but I never drove through L A. So when you pull up to merge. There'll be a little light, and it's quick. To get It'll off be a the few highway? seconds, no, to get on. Yeah. Oh, okay. It just keeps it from... So it helps the flow. Yeah. Oh. Gotta, you got to get a real good flow, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's got to be a good flow. Uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, the... I got a back right uh, taillight out also. So, yeah. Maybe so I'm in the same... What's your dad going to say about that? I'm in the same boat. He's, he's, he said, hey, Tommy can say whatever he wants, but you're my child. It's so. peer pressure at this point. You guys are <laughs> yeah. both doing it. The yeah. gateway drug to worse car problems. Right. <laughs> Be careful. Be careful with that. Yeah. Oh. Um, i tell you what was funny. It was actually yesterday, um, if not the day before, my, my dad pulls his phone out and he pulls out a, a LinkedIn mm-hmm. and it was your dad had a notification. Yeah. He's I saw like, that. hey, like, how did this happen? <laughs> I don't know, Dad. It's just LinkedIn. Like, yeah, our parents on all the social, social medias. medias. It cracks yeah, me it's up. crazy. We, uh, you know, I have a Facebook. It's and it, I don't really get on it. You know, I'll see people's birthdays, and that's kind of how I I'm be able to get, like act like I'm a really good friend for knowing their birthdays. Yeah. Other than that, I really don't get on it. But I know parents do, right? Mm-hmm. And I know like. That's their like watering hole. That's yeah. their like, you know, stomping grounds. Yeah. And uh, you know, I we play. I'm a, I'm a huge gamer. I love video games. Uh, 
And I remember growing up, like, not even just my parents, but just the media was always like, these video games are going to be, you know, poisoning our children's minds. And it's like, no, Facebook's doing that mm-hmm. to you guys. Like, it's just, yeah. it's very, I don't know. And, it, and to a degree, like, seeing them, uh, or just, like, that age group uh, with politicians, like, wanting to ban TikTok or mm-hmm. wanting to, like, kind of control that a little bit. Yeah. I can, I, I, don't, I don't see the, I don't, I think there's more influence on honestly Facebook than there is on at least in because they the just States. believe ev- everything. Yeah, is what's hard. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's no more comment. That's really honestly what it is. Like uh, on TikTok, I think um, there's a lot of there's a lot of views, right? There's a lot of like you know left, right, uh, center, and then you know there's some cons- conspiracy theories. I was showing Tommy <gasps> one that was really funny. I'm a sucker uh, for conspiracy theories. I can. I mean, is my phone hooked up? I think you would want to hear this. Tell me if you believe this or okay, not. Okay, tell me every. Oh my god, I love it. Let's already. see if I can. All right, here we go. Uh, my friend sent me this, and I thought it was really funny. Do you have me turned up? Yeah, you're good. Turned up. All right, here we go. Rubik's cube has been solved faster and faster every year since it came out, and it won't be long before they can solve it in negative time, enabling people to travel backwards in time using a Rubik's cube. The maker of the Rubik's cube, Mattel, intends to use that to travel back in time to when they manufactured them, and the ones that they've already sold, they'll take those from the past to bring them into the present so they can sell them at 100% profit. The problem with this is it's great for capitalism, but that additional weight of all those Rubik's Cubes will shatter the Earth's mantle, causing the Yellowstone volcano to, super volcano to erupt, which is going to send the entire world into an, a volcanic winter that could last a century or more. So our solution is we're going to create the Robux Cube, which is a lightweight alternative to the Rubik's Cube that at lighter weight might not shatter the Earth's mantle, and we can solve it faster. We can travel back in time before Mattel, get the Rubik's Cubes, go back to the Jurassic era, put them in space, and they'll replace... Dude, this guy... Cube. Sounds like when I used to be holed up in a motel room. Yeah, no, that guy's in full-on meth psychosis. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been there, um, and that, that's about what it felt like. It's my new favorite conspiracy theory, though. <laughs> Listen, I I have to tell you that when it comes wild. when it comes to like the 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 time travel stuff, because I'm a very right right brain person. Okay. So I don't the the like science and math. I joke about that stuff all the time. Of like, oh, that sounds like science. I can't do it. <laughs> um, but like. When we get into like the multiverse and the dimensions and all of that stuff, looking at you, Marvel, I am, <laughs> and the time travel stuff, um, I get very lost. No, but okay. I, but one I do like is um, the have y'all like all the Mandela effects? Oh yeah, yeah. we had we, we did a whole episode on that. So, yeah. but I had my own one happen the other day. Okay, which one? Listen, I am I am trying to like because I was raised very conservative. Uh-huh. That had that did not serve me as I tried to get sober. Um, and so I had to, you know, have this new experience and all the things. And so I'm like learning about different things. And so I've been, you know, trying to play around with like uh like energies and that kind of stuff, right? Okay. So I did I don't laugh, all right. Oh no, not. Uh I went and saw a Reiki healer and she told oh, yeah. she told me to do like an energetic bath. So in the shower, I was gonna like jump timelines into my highest timeline. Okay. And let's just be clear. Obviously it happened. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I swear to God, before I, before I got in the shower, I was like on the toilet, obviously, um, as you do on yeah. TikTok. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And I saw that this man, Richard Rohr, who is this, this guy whose podcast that I follow, he's this like Franciscan monk that like 
saved my life okay. whenever I was getting sober, right? I Googled something because I wanted to see about a book and he died. I saw that he died in March of 2023. Wow. Okay. And I was like, I told my girlfriend, I was so sad. I was like, oh, I was, I, I just like dreamed that I was going to meet him one day. Yeah. Right. And so I made a TikTok, a, a, you know, like oh, recently no. where I talked about how, um, cause people are like, how do you deconstruct your faith? What does that look like? I've been in the church forever. I don't know where to start. And I was like, I got you. Right. Yeah. And so I was like, go look at father Richard Rohr. And, and this lady was like, oh, he's so great. And I was like, I know I'm so sad to hear that he passed. She was like, he didn't pass. I go back and Google. It didn't. I'm not, this really? was not a dream. This was not deja vu. It happened. Oh, wow. And I swear to God, I jumped timelines. Wow. Wow. That's happened to us. Dude, you know what? Not weirdest. to that, yeah. not to that, like. We've had similar experiences. Yeah. And I don't think Reiki's crazy. I actually know someone who, who does that. Um, and we'll have to. Uh, we'll hook up. Yeah. I think it's very, uh, no home, very full home yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and it's, so I come from a rodeo kind of cowboy kind I can of tell you, you background. Look, you look like He's it. He's a redneck. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I'll tell you that really, um, it really fucked mentally with some of the things getting into recovery. There goes, I want to hear about some this. of the things. Uh, yeah. No, really, like the, you know, it, like for me, one of them was like, all right, well, I can still drink beer. Like a, a Coors oh, Light behind the shoes, like, isn't yeah. going to kill can me. We, can yeah. I talk about that real quick? Like, side note, go for it. One time when he was, this was after he got out of recovery one time, um, he was like kind of coming back to Fort Worth. Um, yeah, I, relapsed, I live here. Yeah. He was he was living in Austin at the time. He came back to Fort Worth and, you know, he was just trying to kind of, um, he he was bored where he was at. He was like, hey, can I just come over and hang out for a little bit? Like, and you know, we're good friends. So he's hanging out and I had like beer in the refrigerator mm -hmm. and uh, I did not know like that was like a little, you know, mm. basically greaser to get him into the other stuff so i was just like yeah go for it and uh you know and I, I i think in the same mentality that you're talking about with this rodeo thing you can have a beer uh we found out pretty quickly that that wasn't the case yeah you're yeah one of those. no i'm not i'm not one in a million uh but but uh no hats are off to me um but the the biggest thing though was like there's so much that for so many years like you're talking about reiki I would just I'd put that in my back pocket and be like, all right, I'm I'm gonna I'm kind of interested in that, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna voice sure. that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It wasn't until um I got into recovery that my mind was open to any and all possibilities. Yeah. Um and I think that came from a place of desperation. Mm -hmm. Um and so it's cool now. I'm like, I don't care at all what other people think yeah. about yeah whether this works or that works. Right. Um, so I want to hear more about that. Let's take a break sure. uh, and then maybe we can dive into some of that with you. Love it. All right, we're back. We're back with Amber. The uh, kind of where we left off was just really – the mindset and the shift, um, getting into recovery. Um, I have gotten sober, you know, around the area, um, and other States kind of all over the place. Um, around here, um, it was very interesting because 
you know, it's like I'd go to a meeting on a, on a Wednesday or Thursday and then I'm off to a rodeo on a Saturday or around the same friends I grew up with, high school friends, like you name it. So this dichotomy of like everything that I came up with versus all this, you know, kind of new um, methodology and, and really revolutionizing the way I was thinking really clashed for quite a while. Um, so I'm just curious, like what that was like, um, because it sounds like you had some big shifts going on all around, you know, the same time of, you know, getting into recovery, um, uh, realizing your identity, um, is completely different, um, than what it had been. What was it like coming from that, you know, having that same circle of people or maybe it wasn't. Yeah. So for me, um, it's, it's wild. I, I was talking before, you know, we were kind of like chit chatting before I, I wasn't just like, Oh, I'm a preacher. Most of the time when you think about like a preacher's daughter, she's yeah. like wild. Yeah. They're wild. <laughs> right. Uh, I was such a narc growing oh. up. I was the kid in high school that was like, there's not enough Bible studies going on at this church. I'm going to make an extra where one on Friday ten, nights. Yeah, where are the Ten Commandments at? I didn't need to know because I had yeah. them memorized. Thank you. Yeah. You didn't need them on the wall. Yeah. Obviously, they were written in my soul. Um, right. And and so I was the one that was always like policing everyone. I mean, everything you can think of for like the most annoying person on the sure. planet. Uh, so it was actually really shocking to all all of my family, all of my friends, you know, everybody who's in recovery thinks they're doing a really good job that when they were using or drinking, that they were doing a really good job of hiding it. Hiding it. I actually was. Yeah. Because, um, and like I mentioned before, I was like a goody two shoes and not like, oh, when I was in middle school and high school, but like in college, I was like, jo- like, uh, it's embarrassing now that I think about it. Um, it's fun. I think it takes that change. Like I get yes. what you're getting at where, you you kind of shed your own old, old skin. Yes. And you kind of evolve into uh, someone who can, yeah, like what Tommy says, basically doesn't give a fuck. Basically yeah. when you can, uh, you know, your mindset, your perspective on something isn't so limited to one right. thing where you're able to be like, okay, this might be true, but this could also be true. See, and when you mentioned, I don't remember what word you used about kind of that deconstruction process or whatever that looked like for me, it was the, like you said desperation yeah, and that was a huge piece of it for me, but bigger, bigger than that was humility, which yeah. I had never experienced because yeah. I was like a little theologian. Like I would, <laughs> I would, I tried to, I thought, I remember I was like probably five or six years old and I yeah. decided I was going to memorize the whole Bible. And so I would go in front of my dad's like men's group on Sunday nights and I would just quote these long passages from the Bible. Okay. Wow. So I did this all through college up until I got married. I didn't have a drink of alcohol until I was 21, which is just not the story for most people who are in recovery. Right. Sure. And, um, and so I truly did, I didn't, I wasn't around anybody else who used, you know, we drank socially, but like I wasn't around any, I didn't have that. Like, these are the people that I ran with. Sure. It was literally just my drug dealers that I would meet. And then like, like we, like you guys talked about in, in the fentanyl podcast, which was my doctors that were prescribing yeah. it all. And so it was a shock to most, to most people. And yeah. so the biggest shift for me was that, um, I was very involved in a recovery ministry at a church when oh, I, when I okay. went into rehab. Wow. Um, and, and so for me, what that looked like was, um, I remember I sat in front of this woman who had like lived on the, when I very first got to rehab, she had lived on the streets 
She was all tatted up. She's like missing some teeth mm-hmm. and had like multicolored hair. And she was like, we need to talk about God. And I was like, um, bitch, you are not qualified to talk to me about God. <laughs> wow. I need a yeah. theologian and he's probably got to be a man yeah. just so we're clear. Right. <laughs> um, and she was like, Hey, it, you probably do know way more about the Bible than I do, but, um, I'm a free woman and you can't stop blowing up your life. So is yeah. it possible that there's more to the story? And I will tell you, like, I feel like that is one, you know, you have those different moments whenever you're getting well <laughs> that you remember and that you're like, oh, that was my higher, that was God, like reaching out 100%. to me. hundred percent. And that was one of those moments where I could have very easily been like, nope, this doesn't line up with the team that I'm on, yeah. with the way that I believe, with the theology that I know and, uh, and just said, fuck y'all. Um, but that was so reasonable. Yeah. Like maybe there's more to the story. And I was like, Okay, maybe. <laughs> she you know? hits you with it. Is it possible? Yeah. Uh, would you a, consider? Yeah. yeah. Uh, when you, I see, I feel. Yeah, I right? feel. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So she got, I mean, she. I got got. I yeah. just got got. And so that opened up this humility of like, you know, for her to say to me, if at 34 years old, you know everything there is to know about God, that's a really small God. Right. And I was like, damn. Yeah, it's true. And so for me, it was that humility of like laying aside this idea that I had it all figured out, yep. even though what I had figured out wasn't fixing the problem. Right. And so I'm in this church recovery ministry. And when I got out of treatment, um, the, the, the leader guy basically said to me, you need to be deprogrammed from AA if you want to come back to this church. Really? And I said, was he a recover? Was he like a yes. recovering alcoholic? And- yeah. So the hard part for me that <clears throat> I'm so sorry that you I did? always had was I was I had my faith and I had my religion and I had all of my community before I became a drug addict. Right. And so for a lot of people, their experience is whenever they whenever that like kind of more traditional conservative Christian <clears throat> experience does work for them, typically they found it. Um, out of a need to get sober. Right. Yeah. And so it's the thing that gets them sober. Well, my dilemma was I was already in that yep. and I couldn't get sober with it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so, um, you so, needed a new experience. Yes. Right. There's, yes, there's definitely, I mean, in the church, there's a community there, but to a, uh, to a degree, it's a community for, uh, almost for a different purpose. If that makes sense. Like, you know, you're, it's, it's, it's a still a livelihood. It's still like a belief system. Yeah. But when you get into AA or something like that, and this is some, some speaking from somebody who hasn't been there, uh, you got, you come, come from it, from a, from a humble, from a place from humility, like you mm-hmm. said, like, Hey, I'm suffering with this. Yeah. And sometimes, uh, and I'm not saying this is the case with your church, but sometimes churches, um, will want to hold back on, you know, having this ugly face, if that makes sense. Like saying, Hey, this is a, a this is happening, but we're not going to, uh, uh, acknowledge it. You need to be, you need to show up and act a certain way, if that makes sense. And it needed to be, the answer needed to be what their answer was. Yeah. And they, and I, now I believe they would have let me struggle well for years. Yeah. Just plagued by this thing rather than watch me find an answer that wasn't their answer. Sure. And that was the first time I had ever, I had never been like left out of a conversation when it came to, it also rubbed me the wrong way because he went to my husband first at the time and said, you need to get her back into church. And what, meanwhile, I had just gotten out of rehab. I was living in a sober living away from my daughter after having not seen her for 90 days and was also in eating disorder treatment, which we've not talked about. And so I was in this intensive, um, I realized whenever I was in rehab that it wasn't normal to be 
uh, in a lot of the behaviors and the thought patterns that I was around food in my body. And so I ended up right after rehab going into, um, this PHP program for my eating disorder. Okay. So I was living in a sober living. I had to go to a meeting. You you'll yeah. appreciate this seven days a week. I had to go to a meeting. Yeah. Um, but I was in this programming 8am to 7pm, seven days a week. Wow which is very intensive for a PHP program. And, uh, and so I had, I literally would see my daughter for 30 minutes on Sundays. And so this preacher was concerned. That was it for the whole week? That was it. Wow. And I had just come which, out of, again, yeah. 90 days of not seeing, uh, you know. It's, yeah. it's pretty, yeah. I mean, that's, that's uh, I kind of the norm of some of those places. And I don't, I don't know if Kellen and I have really, I've never probably, you know, gone through we that with to, you like, um, so it's kind of cool that we're going through that yeah. um, because it, it can be wild as far yeah. as the intensity of that of trying um, to like inoculate you against the outside world right. which is it you know it's has very its, ironic yeah um, um and, and i don't mean to cut you off because no, i know that's that's kind of where you were going with that is um and i remember the last the last time i went to treatment um they do this thing called uh, a steel on steel. Ooh, I, I still willingly participate in a steel Which, on steel. Okay, so that? you know what it what it's about. Um, so you know, just like it says, actually, it's biblical, but okay. uh, iron sharpens iron yeah, is right. the whole yeah. So what this entailed was you sit uh, in this room, and we'd we'd have this thing um, called circle, and we had different elements of this, and it was all about accountability, mm-hmm. keeping each other you know accountable. Yeah. Um, but at the same time. Uh, steel on steel was like you sit out in front of your peers and like the gloves are off yeah. from a loving yeah. place. Right. And I, I, I still remember that the biggest thing I got attacked for was I'd been to, and I'm, and I'm relating this back to you'd been around this already. It wasn't new to you. Well, at this point I'm in a place where it's like the worst of the worst at the, you know, this facility was, uh, it was life or death yeah. and it was a life and death mission. It wasn't the 19 year old smoking a little pot. It was pretty much everyone there was an IV user. Yeah. Um, and it was all male place I was at. And basically what they told me was, Hey, you're going to die because you're so institutionalized mm-hmm. that you know, the next answer you know what to say, right. you know what to do to make it through this place, but what are you going to do after this? Yeah. And it was like, wow, because, and I, it, it, that's what was going through my mind when you're talking about this is, hey, you knew the playbook. Mm-hmm. And so getting hit with that is like, I know what they're, I already know what they're going to tell me without me asking. Yep. And that's a tough place to be when you're trying to change your, yeah. your life. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that pivot can you talk to us a little bit about what that did so so when he said that to me you know that i need to deprogram from aa i said i'm not a computer i'm a human yeah so maybe you know have treatment whatever uh and and then i said god did more for me on this this house on top of a hill in azel texas in 90 days than you could do in four years so if you're drawing a line in the sand that's on you, but I'm not buying anymore what you're selling. And so then I had to find, but it was heartbreaking, you know, and I kind of talk about everything pretty flip, you know, in a very kind of glib manner, but just because that's, you know, deflecting with humor. That is uh, Mm -hmm. that's the way I do things. Um, 
but that was really, really painful because my entire identity was wrapped up in, so it is almost kind of like the same, the same thing. You know, I didn't have to get rid of the people, places and things because they were leading me to get high. I had to find a new group because I didn't any longer like believe and agree with all the same things. And I had been pushed outside of it, um, because I wasn't willing to follow it to the letter. And, um, so I started the deconstruction process and, and then it's, you know, however far we want to get into that. Yeah. I mean, we can get into it. I, I like it. One of the things I want to touch about what Tommy said about the, um, he kind of, you guys already kind of do the playbook. Well, we always joke on the podcast that like, you know, Tommy's a sales guy or whatever, you know? So and he, he blends in or chameleon. He, yeah. he gives you the, I wouldn't say he gives you the answers that you want to hear, but he knows what's going to get him towards the end goal, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And it, it's for, first of all, this is just for Tommy, but I want to say that like, I appreciate that you took the time to uh, like really like stop instead of just being like, okay, I just need to get out of here. Does that make sense? And really recover. Cause you know, for a while, like yeah. as a friend of yours, it was really tough to see you go through that. And I didn't know what to do. You know what I mean? Like I'm kind of far away out of that. Uh, you know, I wrote you like a happy birthday letter. Yeah. Once, which was awesome. Like, yeah. Still, it's like, it's good to see that you, uh, you know, took it seriously. And I'm obviously, you know, you're like almost close to seven years sober. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, I, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm really proud of you. I, I have a lot of friends that didn't take yeah, it seriously. Same. I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. And, um, uh, I mean for Amber, like I know you've got over four years, uh, yourself and, um, you know, that first 30, 60, 96 months, like eight, like it, it um, for me, it, it really, this last time around it was complete surrender. Um, and it sounds like you found that same surrender, um, same, same theme, just different route, yeah. uh, essentially of like, Hey, this isn't working mm-hmm. and I don't have time to try to figure this out with you. Yeah. Here's what is working and I'm going to keep doing that. Well, and I think for me, it was like having this new experience with a higher power. It, it always was, you know, I remember being asked very early on whenever I got to treatment, do you believe that God wants you happy, joyous, and free? And yeah. I said, no, really? I believe God wants me to be good and obey the rules and be a good godly wife and be perfect. That's what I believed. Yeah. And, um, and they were like, are you willing to like have a different experience? Yeah. And I was like, well, I mean, I get, it can't get worse, yeah. you know, cause I'm, I'm obviously not doing a great job the way that I'm seeing things. And you're there asking for help. So <laughs> obviously you're going to, you know, come, like you keep saying the word, you know, humility or, you know, coming from a place of like being humble, you have to ask for that change or that yeah. help. And that's good that you, Did they, you know how they got me with that. Um, I went to this place, this was years ago, but, and it's, it's nothing new. I come to find out it just happened to be my first rehab when I was 18. Um, but my first week, um, they, by the way, this is the place that I was hiding uh, cigarettes up in the ceiling tiles. This place yeah. was wild. This place yeah. was like, I mean, using chair as self-defense. I mean, it was, yeah, yeah, you yeah it was this place. And but the one thing I did take away from this place was they had you write down every characteristic that you would want to have in a best friend. So I write down like, you know, um, loyal, like 
this best friend is ride or die loyal, like honest, like all this stuff. Um, and they had us fold it up and put it in our pocket. So I'm like, all right. And then, you know, blah, 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 whatever. In the group, they're like, that's your God. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how crazy is it that I came from a Christian background? I went through a Catholic high school, like all this. Yet I never thought that way about God. Yeah. Yeah. And like something so elementary yeah. as writing down characteristics yep. of a best friend yep. changed my life. Well, it's, cool. it's because again, because I was so like in this religious culture, um, when I came out as gay, m- my, um, the, the missions pastor that I went on all the mission, cause again, I was a nerd. And so I was, on mission trips in Mexico over my summer hey, breaks hey, and on my spring breaks. Been, yeah. And, uh, and so this mission pastor's wife who I'd been on all these trips with, she had been, I mean, you know, second mom, um, reached out and to, I thought she was going to say, cause I found out that her brother had died of AIDS in like the eighties or nineties. Yeah. And so I thought she was going to reach out and be like, I love you. Everything's going to be okay. Yeah. And instead she reached out to let me know, how disappointed she was that I was killing my mother. She's still friends with my mom and that I was ruining my family and that God was going to punish me somehow. And she was like, I'm just so disappointed because you were going to help so many women. And what's really interesting is like, I sponsor nine women currently have sponsored probably hundreds of women over the course of the last four years. Uh, And I'm a recovery coach (laughs) and I like sit across from women on a, daily and weekly basis, like pouring my heart out and then pouring theirs out and watching them recover. Yeah. And I just like, it makes me get choked up. Cause I want to be like, I am right. It just doesn't look how you thought it was going to yeah. look or how I thought it was going to look, but I help so many women, yeah. you know, um, so it's your heart- shirt, that your shirt. for those of you oh, who yeah. are listen- listening and not watching, uh, it says women, women, women on it. So I like the irony of this shirt. Oh yeah. As a, a, just as a lesbian and a, I don't know. Yeah, just because I do help women all the time. And I saw it on Shein and I was like, I got to have do that you, shirt. Do you, when you have those conversations with the girls in the, like the older women that you, you know, are teaching to, or at least like pouring into, do you think back on that lady who you call like a second mom? Yeah, we got to fly in here. Well, I could hear it. Did you Sorry hear about it? That. Yeah. It was there's, in, there's some flies in the mics. So it yeah. landed on the mic and it was like, <laughs> yeah. okay, bro. But do you like, do you think back to how disappointed you were in her answer for you, or at least for her, and then say, I'm not, you know, obviously it helps you be a better person because you're thinking, I'm not going to do this to somebody else, right? Yeah, what it makes me feel is a lot of gratitude. Yeah. Because I remember, you know, one of the things with working a 12-step program is they're like, we don't care what you say, just be honest. Yeah. yeah. They're like, yeah. we don't care how ugly it is. And I remember I go in there as this really good lady, <laughs> and they were like, be honest. And I was like, okay. I'll be honest. Uh, da, 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 da. And they were yeah. like, no, bitch, be honest. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I was like, I was like, I promise you guys don't want me to be honest because I'll be a toddler. Like yeah. it will not be pretty. And they were like, we don't care. We can handle it. Do it. Yeah. And so, so this, <laughs> this woman who was my sponsor for years and you know, I mean the, the woman saved my life. She was God on earth to me. Um, she sat across from me. We were doing our, I was doing my inventory, which is like the fourth step. I was, so I was reading my fifth step basically. Yeah. And I'm, you know, you have to tell all these like horrible things that have happened to you mm-hmm. and cause you're looking for patterns in your life. And, uh, and so I'm telling her all these things and I'm crying, you know, cause I've suffered some abuses, um, you know, whatever. And, um, and, and she was like, yeah, she goes, 
You get that fly. She's got a fly yeah. smarter. Yeah. He wants his 15 minutes. Um, <laughs> and, and I remember her looking at me and just being like, um, one day you're going to sit across from a girl and she's going to be telling you all these things and, and you're going to look back on, on all of this and you're going to say, I would go through it all a hundred times so that I could sit across from you and tell you that everything's going to be okay. Yeah. And I said, do you want me to be honest though? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, I don't give a shit about that girl. <laughs> I was like, I would let her die a terrible death if it meant that I could just get better. <laughs> and she was like, okay, keep doing this stuff yeah. and, and you will. And I have had, and now I, when I sit across from women, I have this, experience that just comes over me of gratitude and it makes me want to cry every time of like she was right like I would go through every bit of it a thousand more times to be able to sit across from this little girl who is ready to die and tell her I promise you can have a really beautiful life oh my god she was pouring into you the same way yes yes well I mean the the little girl but the this woman that you're talking about like she saw you as that little girl as well you know and so she's like trust me you'll get there and she she had the you know, insight to, to let you know, like you're that little girl as yes. well. So it's really, it's really pretty. Beautiful, beautiful. So it's less that I feel anything negative towards her. I feel, I feel more negative towards the institution that like pushes that, Yeah, you know, yeah, and, yeah. and, and, and let, and just to work my program, I have to just be like, okay, that's a really sick person. And I used to be there. Um, and so it's gratitude. I just feel yeah. so much gratitude that, that it doesn't look how I thought, but I was always told forever that I was going to help so many women. I was going to help so many women. I thought it was going to be on a stage writing Bible studies, yeah. doing, you know, like a Beth Moore circuit type situation. And instead it looks messier than that, but oh, it's so yeah. beautiful. It's I, I, gorgeous. Yeah, I, I get that a hundred percent because for a long time it was like music was my platform or literally being up on a stage. Like, and you know, but beyond that, you know, kind of lights of that world was me helping a lot of other people in music or X, Y, and Z. And then what it came to be was like this thing so much bigger than even that. Yeah. Um, to where it's like, you know, helping strangers. I don't even know their families now. It's just like so cool. But I get that because I was the guy that I didn't want to pick up the chairs after a meeting. I didn't want to like, it was, it was, all right, how can I get better and get out of here? You know? And, And yeah, how can I get... Exactly. How can I do as little as possible and get the biggest result out of that? Um, And really what was instilled in me was like, hey, there's a reason why you keep ending up back here and you're not, you know, really taking care of the the 12 step message and carrying that to the next person in the way that you really should be and can be doing, uh, which is a beautiful thing because it keeps that circle going for me. It brings me back to my first step experience yeah. of sharing that with another person. Yeah. Um, and I know there's, there's a step, um, that isn't part of the 12 steps. Um, but it's a step frequently talked about. It's a bonus step or uh, what? the 13th, the step? 13th yeah. step. All right. What's the, it's uh, so cute. I, I know that there's, there's, a there's always jokes about it. Um, and it is a very real thing. Um, and some of it is very predatory. Mm-hmm. Um, some of it's very fucked up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know there's a lot of tea around town, uh, around that. Uh, and really every town in America has that. Um, the, the crazy thing is that like that sickness mm-hmm. that comes in, um, is while it can be funny, 
It's very disturbing. Yeah. Um, Can you give me a little bit more insight? Kellen's sitting over there like a fish out of water. Yeah, I'm so sorry. You're good. This has just become a recovery. This is the (laughs) recovery podcast. No, I like it. I really do. And I think it helps a lot of people. I mean, uh, one of the episodes that a lot of people, you know, my friends that listen and just other people, they'll they'll text me about the fentanyl talk episode that we had and they, they really appreciate it. And I, you know, those people have not gone through recovery, but they understand, they have a new insight on something. So, I mean, I like, I think one of the reasons why I like this podcast is we have guests on that do things like we've had comedians on, we have, you know, had, you know, uh, artists on music, musical artists on, uh, people that do different, have different lifestyles than I have. And I like just listening to them. So, I am out of water, but I like to listen. So. I wanted to add because I like I like obviously, I'm a fan of that specific episode, and we you, you guys were talking about um, Narcan, yeah, on yeah. that, and so um, what I don't think was mentioned, and I just want to mention it, is that Narcan, even if it's expired by like years, I don't know why I want to plug this. I don't get paid no, by Narcan. Yeah, um, Narcan, you can use it at any time. Yeah. So I keep, I always have one on me. Um, and it's funny because the other day I was at a Starbucks and this girl came up and she was like, I know you, I've, I've been to your, the meeting that you were leading. And I'm like, oh, cool. And she's back on the streets. And so I gave her and her boyfriend Narcan out of my, I like pass it out. Like yeah. now yeah. instead of the opiates, I pass it out like a candy. but <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't expire, but it's wild because I have a good friend that I was on the phone with, um, who thought that she was, that she had gotten fentanyl Oh yeah. and I'm on the phone with her and she was going to like a CVS to buy some Narcan. Yeah. It took them forever and it's like $180. There are so many free resources. I should wow. have come with some. I don't have any. Um, right. We but can plug yes. in the next break. Or but yeah. there's like free places where you can get free Narcan. So anyway, I'll just yeah, say that. That's good. I when, Another thing we were talking about before the break and just to liven it up a little bit, uh, you guys were talking about you know, we were talking about our circle and stuff like that, but mm, you guys brought mm-hmm. up this Facebook group that you guys are going crazy yeah, about. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Let's take a break. Okay. I know we're running out of time because yeah. uh, that deserves it takes a little bit. It deserves the whole segment. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Sounds good. We'll be right back. All right, so we're talking... Uh, <laughs> Talking about uh, the setup of the 13th step. Um, and Kellen, I, we didn't realize you actually didn't know what that no, means. No, I, I wasn't um, so, being facetious. facetious. Uh, it's kind of like how you guys had that whole thing about that kid robot thing at the beginning. Oh, I yeah. was left out, so now now you know how it feels. Shout out, Smarter Child. Now you know how. Yeah. Uh, I can't believe that. I can't believe that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we used to talk to each other and didn't even know it. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, no, the, the 13th step uh, is when you get uh, to have those sexual relations. Um, In early recovery. Early recovery, yeah. dating. Uh, and specifically with, like, someone who has more time sober, kind of preying on the me, girl yeah. or the guy who is early. Gotcha. Let me ask this, and I know that you guys probably weren't in this recovery, but, like, uh, sex addiction would that thirteenth yeah. step be out of the question? I, 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 oh, I, I, deal, I, I deal with some. That is a really tough. I've one. been to some of those meetings. Oh. Okay, um, I have um, yeah. out in uh, yeah, different state. Um, is would they be like? That's a whole different. That's yeah. a whole different animal. Yeah. Um, I got you. Yeah. yeah. So I'm I'm gonna just avoid that altogether. Yeah. Cool. I just uh, wanted to know. Respectfully, just steer clear of it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah respect. I just wanted to know if it was the same. Um, thing no anyway. it's sex and love yeah that's a yeah. whole but i'll tell you is 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 um and i i can say this because i have dealt with other things to get you know the 
addiction recovery world, um, find me an addict who doesn't have some other thing yeah. going on in their yeah. life. Like, find me that person. I'd like to meet them. Because Where it's just cut and dry and she's like, oh, no more alcohol. I'm doing great. Uh, yeah, I think everybody's got uh, stuff going. And when you think about it, I, I actually saw uh, it, it struck a, a weird thing for me because I don't like when I hear this. Um, I do like what you mentioned earlier. People will say, hey, you say anything, just be honest. Mm-hmm. There's the other thing that is said a lot of times is like, you can do anything, just don't drink or use. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, <laughs> Yeah. Yes and no. Yeah. Um, because if we're trying to change who we are at the same time, then there's some certain behaviors. And this would be one of them that is like, it can be predatory. Yeah. Uh, gotcha. Very easily. Um, especially when it's like, <laughs> I don't know. There's always that one or two people um, that everybody that's a regular, you know, in attendance knows like, and you see like the newcomers come along. It's yeah. just like, hey, oh, they're just... they're praying around. Uh huh. Gotcha. Yeah, it can get real bad. Uh-huh. I can, I I've I have heard that, but uh, I'm glad you brought it back up because I honestly forgot. But I I have heard that that people will be kind of you know like they kind of joke about over by the coffee table or whatever. Yeah. yeah, they do that kind of stuff. Well, and this is why I do not date in the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous. I will only date normies. That's right. And normies I'll only be with normies. Oh yeah, uh, muggles. you're a normie. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God, they're alcohol muggles. Yes. Yeah. 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 See, you are Harry Potter. You just your whole life is just (laughs) my guys. Or maybe Hermione Granger. I I am a combination (laughs) of a few of them. Um, But yes, I'm a I'm I'm a just a you know basic millennial. Exactly. I was about to say here we go again with millennials just always talking about Harry Potter. Sorry, Gen Z. What are we supposed? I mean, I don't know what else I'm supposed to do. (laughs) Yeah. I'm very unapologetic about it. Yeah. And speaking of the basicness with the Stanley, uh, the as Stanley we were mentioning. Cup, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. We, uh, we, Cup, we, uh, we joke about that. But it's just because. It's playoff hockey going on. because our. Go stars. Like, oh, yeah. Sports. Oh, yeah. The first time I ever heard it. Well, yeah, no. You, it's sports is off limits. But no. the, the trophy that, like, whoever wins hockey is the Stanley Cup. Well, I know that. Okay. I, not I, that I didn't know. Bad. All right. Oh, I just right. don't care about yeah. any right. of it. So the first time I heard Stanley yeah. Cup, I was like, how are, oh, and I, it, had, I had it, a bunch it. of girls, like I was in, just like hanging out with my friend's uh, wives or whatever. Like we're all at the same. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> no. It was just Say like a, more. no, we were just at like a party or whatever. And I was just hanging out uh, with my girlfriend and, and the, the women or whatever. And they're talking about Stanley Cups. And they're like, yeah, we've got one. I was like, the stars Who are you dating? I was like, the yeah. stars haven't won one in... 99? Yeah, I was like, what do you mean you? we've got one? Are you like some other fan? Whatever, it doesn't matter. But uh, I want to hear about the 13th. The, I want to. I am still confused about what you guys are talking about with this. Like, no, I think it, what we what we were going to get into, and you mentioned it with the Facebook. Yeah, yeah. Was this face... Because so earlier, earlier, we were talking about you don't get on Facebook, right? right. You're too cool. I am not (laughs) because there is a Facebook group that I am involved in that my girlfriend, anytime my girlfriend's like, why are you on Facebook? I'm like, why do you think there is one reason that I get on Facebook and one reason alone? And it's because I am in a group called, are we dating the same guy? (laughs) DFW. Okay. (laughs) And, um, and I was laughing because my sponsor the other day, she texted me because I commented in there and she was like, why are you in this group? You are gay and you're in a full relationship. Like I live with my girlfriend. Yeah. And I was like, 
bitch, I'm in here for the same reason you are. (laughs) You're dating somebody too. We are in here for the tea and the (laughs) drama because these women, you you said you've heard of this group. Yeah, I I definitely have heard of the group. I actually saw a post yesterday on Facebook. Um, Are you a member as well? I'm not. No, he can't. He couldn't. He would not allow it. For women strictly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, no, there's there's somebody that... um, I'll frame it this way. Mm-hmm. Um, he mm-hmm. he cut one of my songs. Um, okay. He plays music. Um, he is local, obviously, and um, heard some pretty terrible things about him. There's a post on him in right. that group. So um, if you want to connect the dots, I'll let you guys go connect the dots on that. Um, but it is wild because I was looking through there on break, and I'm also like, oh, I also know that guy. Yeah. Oh no! So it's so this group is women are wonderful because <laughs> this group will be a woman will be like, I'm about to go on a date with this guy. Here's the picture of him. I think he's really nice. N E T. Yeah. Right? And there will be 700 <laughs> comments of women telling do it, his entire. Yeah. They're like, this is what he did. This is where he's from. This is his mother's birthday. Whole Pokedex I mean, about him. Yes, they'll post pictures. Or women will be like. I want to. I just want to know if my husband's cheating on me. Yeah. And there will be screenshots from women that this man. Hey, girly. That, no, yeah. that, like text messages of him like dating. He's like cheating yeah. on her. I mean, the amount of relationships that have been rightfully broken up yeah. because of this. I'm like, it's my favorite docu series right now. That's it's just great. going on Facebook <laughs> yeah. and watching this and trolling the whole thing uh, fully as a lesbian who is. Obviously not dating. No any of dog those men. in the fight. Yeah, None. I did see a guy from high school on there the other day, and I was like, "Oh shit!" Oh no. Yeah, it's oh my gosh, it's so good. That sounds fun. Yeah. Uh, I have friends that like they'll have this niche little Facebook group, and mm-hmm. they just follow it like crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I have a, a friend of mine, and I I can't even remember what like it is, but we'll be hanging out, uh, like grabbing a drink or whatever. Uh, he's part of the LGBT community too, as well. But he will just sit there on his phone, just like glued to the drama, just like you are. Oh, and yeah. I'm just like, dude, hey, what's going on? Do you want another drink? What's going on? And he's like, he's yes, like, sorry. I want another drink, but leave I'm, me alone. I'm sorry. And he'll like try to give me like give me all the context of what's going on. I'm like, dude, I have n- I I don't know what you're talking about yeah. at all. Yeah. yeah. No, but it's, it's it's funny to get in your own little world about that. I mean, I do that on Reddit, right? That's kind okay. of like the you're a like big that. Reddit guy. I am a big I have Reddit guy. You're I think a big that's. Guy. I think that's more my demographic, maybe. Fair. If that makes sense. Fair. Like, I, know, I am much older than y'all, so it makes yeah, sense that I would be getting uh, my news from Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, the amount of relationships that are wrecked on Reddit probably equal to Facebook. I don't know, but how do they the, wreck them on Reddit? The, I'm not familiar they, with Reddit. Okay. Well, Reddit is like I know what I know in a general yeah, yeah, sense yeah, what yeah. it is, but Dude, I don't ever go don't on it. Yeah. It's there. So they they think they're all very like they think. I actually wanted to hear. I wanted to hear the man explaining of yeah, Reddit. Uh, Reddit. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, all I want to say is they just all think they're detectives, like everybody oh, on there okay, does. Okay. Um, and I will say, like, they got it wrong. During like they, uh, the Boston Marathon bombing, they okay. got they picked the wrong. Like they thought it was this other person, and kind of like. Oh, ru- almost ruined this person's life because oh, they shit. really thought they he ran was with the, it. Yeah, yeah, no pun. Okay, yeah, nice. God, dude. why did I say that? Wow, I love a dad joke. <laughs> I don't even. Did I don't you think mean you, to do that. No. Yeah, uh, oh. B hates dad jokes, so <laughs> no. every time I can sneak one in, I really try to. <laughs> or a, like my favorite are the are I, I love to do a no homo constantly. Yeah, yeah. and I and now They're I get like, to really huh? own it. So like with my 
whenever I'm with like all my girlfriends from high school, yeah. friends, right, who didn't know I was gay, I didn't know I was gay, yeah. and we talk about stuff, and I'm like, oh my God, you look so pretty. No homo. You know, because I want them to know. Or then yeah. if I'm talking to a man and I say something that sounds kind of whatever, yeah. then I'll be like, full homo. Full homo, yeah. 100% like, homo right now. Yeah, don't take this as yeah. me hitting on you. Yeah, 100%. That. That's funny. Uh, no, but yeah, Reddit, uh, they went like full detective and almost ruined someone's life. So I, I what I like about people that do that like did you ever watch it's called don't fuck with cats or don't yes. f with cats oh that's wild that's what it reminds me of is um in and in a sense it can be really good like where someone uh can you know bring attention to something that's not getting attention from yeah. either the news or you know like a police department but at the same time it can go the other route where yeah. like that it can first of all like totally wrap around your life but also, you could just be wrong. You could just yeah. be like doing something that, like, whatever. But I, I think those those groups are so funny. I'm it does a, sound like the women in these groups that are. They'll be like, "This picture, the stamp on it was da 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 da," and he da, and I'm like, they're like noticing shadows. It looks like at one point he had a wedding ring on because he's got <laughs> yeah. a. And I'm like, these guys are. Yeah, the yeah. tan next on that finger yeah. doesn't then match. They are yeah. next level. The one that I'm in uh, on Reddit is like I like the show, the TV show called Big Brother. Do you remember okay. that show? I do. And um, I think it's like the best TV show on the planet. I've literally and, never watched yeah, it. Yeah, and I never to. did either. But one of my friends was like, hey, I'm dating this girl and she really likes it. You should like check it out. And so we lived together at the time. So we I watched it. But the cool thing about it is they have like cameras all around the house, yeah. right? And so you can watch them live. So if you want to talk about like people that go too into it, on Reddit. Were you talking to Smarter Child while yes, you were watching this? Yes. <laughs> on Reddit, you is can... Is Smarter Child in the room with us right, <laughs> right. now, Yes. Kevin? Okay. But what, what you can do is, <laughs> like, I'll, I used to have it up on the screen, like, watching the live. And I don't do this anymore, but I used to have it while on the screen, <laughs> watching it live. And then you, I would be watching, like, commenting, and other people would be commenting about what was happening or, like, what the tea was. That's a lot. And it was so fun, though. Like, yeah. And I understand it's, like... You know, crazy, but <laughs> I would do it with Vanderpump Rules, though. Exactly. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's it's cool. And I, talk I, to me about that because I'm not familiar. With and Big I've been Brother seeing a lot of this. Yeah, Vanderpump. Yeah. What I have an entire series that I'm ready to do on yeah. Vanderpump. Just FYI. Um, yeah, I I used to watch it years ago. Vanderpump Rules is like whatever, right? Do y'all know who they are? Yeah, but uh, like, what, why is it all of a sudden like I'm hearing this? Because there is a huge love triangle that yeah, just happened. I've heard about and that. And th these two best friends, one of them was covering for the other one, and it's a whole thing. And now my girlfriend, have y'all seen, you know, Elise Myers on TikTok? Do y'all know Elise Myers? I don't think so. She does, she's the girl who did the 100 tacos. She bought 100 tacos for her for, for her first date with this guy one time. I don't know. She's don't, super famous on yeah, TikTok. You'll, right. You find her. I'll look her up. Um, but she, she does this one where she's like this is my husband not watching Vanderpump Rules with me because he thinks it's stupid and yeah. he's just like I thought that guy was Tom no there's two Tom okay and then he's just like walking around oh, the house and like doesn't want to leave yeah 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 I saw and, a girl on another podcast talk. okay yes okay. that that is my girlfriend yeah. because she is like I've said uh, I, you know she's an 85 year old man and so she's like woman why are we watching this yeah and and then and she's like She's like, wait, Tom did what? And yeah. she's like watching the whole thing and can't stop. It starts getting better. Yeah. <laughs> so I would absolutely live watch them and like. Absolutely. That's what's so great about it. And it's cool because, you know, they're all trying to win a prize, right? So mm -hmm. they're going to be backstabbing each other. They're oh, going yeah. to be like making alliances and stuff. Or, you know, and there's also like romances. People, we call them, you know, people that watch it, call, they're called showmances. Mm -hmm. 
And, you know, is either, are they doing it to further their game in the yeah. show or are they really into this person? See, so, that's where the whole had, uh, rehab reality show went wrong. They didn't have the rehab they, romances. They documented. had one of those? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was celebrity rehab. I oh, I remember that. I remember but that. Now like, I wish I could work but there. Like, but, like, they didn't, <laughs> I don't feel like they captured it the way they could have. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, I want the, like, just raw, like, non-Hollywood version yeah. of what rehab, because what you're talking about, Big Brother, Yeah. just, dude, I'm having so many flashbacks right now. Yeah, uh, you can make dude, it. Dude, yeah. It's like, so-and-so stole so-and-so's yes. pack of cigarettes. Yeah. And then yeah. they're going to lie about it to him later, but you were watching the live feed, so you yes. knew you that know, those camel crushes Which is were, so fun to watch. Like, you know they're lying we to had, their face. We had one of those, too. They <laughs> set us in a room until someone uh, someone confessed. Yeah, I mean, the draw. Yeah, now that you're saying that. It's, I'm thinking about reality good. TV, yes. and I'm Would like, holy be able, shit. Because what we do, I have uh, three buddies of mine that we, it's basically like fantasy football. You draft the people that are in the house, like before the episode, they'll or before the first episode, they'll be like, you know, here's the 16 con, uh, competitors or whatever. And so we all get four, right? Four times four is 16. So then... Hold on, I'm going to... Yeah, just do check. get the calculator out real quick. <laughs> all right, okay. I, got, I got the same. And one. so, okay, good. Yeah, checks out. <laughs> so then you get points for different things that they do throughout the season. Like uh, It's appealing to me. Yeah. Now I, I really, want to be in this club. Yeah. It's really fun. I, I like it a lot. And then the new season's coming up, so you guys have a chance to do it. Just so binge watch like, 28 yeah. seasons. Yeah. Of oh, you don't have to watch all... There are someone... Like, they picked... They curated the best seasons on Netflix. Okay. So just watch, like... There's... Any one of the, I think there's like two or three seasons, but they're just miscellaneous seasons. My girlfriend's gonna hate you. Oh, sorry, my bad. Uh, but yeah, you would really like. I think you okay. would like it. Dude, throw us in the if you can get us in the mix. Uh, well, for this next well, four season. times four is sixteen. Yeah. Have you ever done math? Yeah, before? for real. So it's full. It's Jeez. full. On Ours is full. Yeah. What if we start our own? Yeah, you can. We can we start ours. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, think yeah. eight and eight. I will. I'll, I can get in on it. I, I I'm good with doing more, but it's it's fun to like talk shit to the other people that are in my group with us because we have no idea who these people are. So when you pick them, you just kind of go off of like a picture and then like it's like watching the Kentucky Derby, yeah. And then when they like uh, get voted out, you're like, you're so stupid for picking them. It's like <laughs> you have no idea. I, yeah, like, I don't you know if you idiot, you yeah, messed up. Yeah. Did nuts. you did you watch the Kentucky Derby recently or? Uh -oh. no. Okay, horse sports racing. horsing. Sports horsing. Sports horses. Sport, sure. Sports horses. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, that's that's kind of how I felt about it. Because uh, you want to act like you know about race horses all of a sudden. Oh yeah. And you're like, oh, I looked up this jockey. Like, yeah. this is definitely going to be our winner. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I went all in on uh, somebody, <laughs> and then and then I, I shit you not, like he did. They did like these last minute interviews right before the race. I mean, oh, no. 15 minutes before they're like, you know, actually mounted and yeah. like. His interview immediately, I was like, "Fuck!" I've made a terrible I mistake. I am yeah. gonna lose this bet. Yeah. Uh, he's like, what he was saying was he was in it last year, and he was like, "Yeah, came out of the gate too hot last year, so this year we're really gonna hold back and try to hold our energy." Oh, no. Dude, I look on the third turn, my man he's is got the, he's like <laughs> second from the last in the pack. I'm like, oh, uh, no. Anyways, Mission accomplished. Uh, but it's funny how you can think you know about stuff, and then you watch these shows yeah. or whatever, and then it turns out wrong, and then everyone is just going to shit talk you about it. Like, yeah. why would you have ever picked that person? You know? <laughs> right. We uh, uh, and uh, you talked about your girlfriend like getting into a show she didn't. Mm -hmm. uh, I've I've done that with uh, Lulu with Love Is Blind and like those okay. shows. Love Is Blind is a good one. Um, 
There's one other selling sunset. They never yes. sell real estate on that yeah. fucking show. And I'm like, it, it, it appealed to me because I like looking at the houses and like mm. seeing how they flip them and stuff like that or like whatever. But then the drama that happens, mm-hmm. uh, it's pretty good too. So I, I like, I, men do like those type of shows. They just have to act like they don't at first. Yeah, at first. And then you, get, it's like, it's like, the kid it's like I was laying in bed the other night and all of a sudden uh, Pitch Perfect came on. Mm. I don't know if uh, it accidentally came on. Yeah. Yeah. Were you watching? So, you were so, watching what television? Uh, so, so B was watching it, okay. and then there it is. Um, I'm like, oh yeah, I think I've seen this, and I'm just like, and then ten minutes later, I'm pitch perfect. I was just locked in. Yeah. Yes. it's a riveting movie. <laughs> yeah, riveting. Yeah, we yeah we it's a good one. We I, I, Lulu doesn't like that movie, but I we listen to it a, like some of the songs in the car a lot, which is wild. The Bellas. I mm-hmm. think that's what their name are. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, Amber, I know that you're not big on sports, um, but here we go. Here it is. I, I, it's my time to shine. I I just gotta ask because <laughs> it, it was kind of mentioned in passing, and I just I gotta hear what <clears throat> this this storyline was. So, <clears throat> so I am the least athletic person that has ever lived. Okay. And that is much to my dad's chagrin because he is. Like it was like, like would football coach, um, was like a big football star himself. Yeah. Um, I have four, I have there, I'm one of four, but then I have two step siblings that I grew up with. And so there's six of us. Yeah. Wow. All sports. Very good. at Minus sports. one. Minus me. <laughs> Five. Math. The lone. <laughs> yeah, I know. He, this guy is so good. I'm good he man. will just like, I used to be a out. janitor in Harvard <laughs> just, or MIT. Nope. Just, nope. A beautiful no, mind. This is, yeah. No. <laughs> I know what you're doing right now. I will not, I will not do it. Um, so, uh, so my dad would try to make me a sports athlete. And I honestly, of all the girls, I'm built the most like someone who would be good at sports. Yeah. And like I'm five, nine, which is really tall for yeah. a girl. Well, I thought it was tall for a girl until I met it, my girlfriend who yeah. thinks I'm tiny because she's six foot four, but I, but I, so I'm five, nine. Mm-hmm. I seem like I could be a good post if I played basketball. Yeah. That's a, that's a, yeah. per, that's a person in basketball. Yeah. Um, so my dad would send me to these basketball camps in the summer. And, um, when I tell this story now, the way, what I realize is this coach, this was like, he was like the coach that made an athlete out of everyone. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So if you're watching the movie of like us, a sports movie, I was this kid who had no skills, could not do it. <laughs> you had potential. Yeah. Uh, and he, and he was the one who was going to turn me into the athlete of a lifetime. Yeah. Right. It's the opposite Michael Orr story. Right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I, it was the anti, what was that movie called? Uh, blind blind side. Side. It, I yeah. was the anti blind side. I okay. was the seeing front. Okay. Gotcha. And, and so he, we're at the very end of this camp on Friday, it's time to, to get water and to go home and we're doing layup drills. And at this point, they were, he wasn't even like punishing us if we did it bad. Right. Yeah. You know, cause we were just like yeah, winding down. The, yeah. Uh, so we're doing these layup drills and I'd go up and dunk, dunk, dunk. Oh, okay. You wouldn't go in. Go back yeah. to the back. We did it probably a hundred times. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, nobody's paying attention. He's not really talking to us. And he was like, everybody sit down. <laughs> and we were like, Oh good. The group is, I was like, yay, over, the group is to... over. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, nobody leaves until wood gets a layup. Wood, wood is my maiden name. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, no, oh, this isn't going to be pretty. <laughs> I broke that man's spirit that day. Oh, wow. I, in the movie, I should have gotten a really good layup and it yeah. should have been in slow motion. And 
I was drenched in sweat and everybody's cheering, but it, I broke that man's spirit wow. and I cannot tell you how long I was trying to oh. get a layup, which from what I understand is literally the easiest move. Oh yeah. It can be. It can be. It can be. Routine, sports routine that it's you also can the, do. It's like the ollie in, in skateboard. It's, it's it's the timing of that leg going up and the, and the release yeah, with the hand. you got to get it down. It's the first yeah. fundamental you get, but it's still, it's that first threshold, like the ollie is what I'm getting at. So I broke the man's spirit. I did not get the layup. And and I have a really big family. My mom has, my mom's one of seven. And so I have like 30 first cousins yeah. and they all have kids. And so when we do our family Christmases and events and stuff, we're always doing it at a church with a gym yeah. and my brothers to this day. And, and I admittedly, like we are not on great terms, you know, since sure. my addiction and coming out as gay, it's been a whole yeah. thing. They still, every time, yeah. every time we have a Christmas, they're like, we're not leaving till wood gets a layup yeah. and they'll make me do it. Like yeah. This. That's great. That's I, a great bit. I always feel so bad for that coach because he just thought he was going to turn it he all around. He couldn't do it. Be like, all right, everybody else can go home. Like uh, that's like the turning point in the movie. I wasn't basically. even embarrassed. I was just like, sorry guys, yeah, this is it. who I am. Can I go read? Does somebody want me to read to them later? Because yeah. I could absolutely do that. Jeez, that's yeah. hilarious. It was um, painful. Yeah. No, I I get it. Um, I mean, I I was always uh on the shorter side mm. of the spectrum and so playing basketball um oh yeah was i tell you what the i had to learn how to shoot from way far out past the three-point line uh because if i tried to take it in for a layup stuffed every time mm. so uh rightfully layups weren't my thing either we're the same yeah uh <laughs> yeah. so layups are they can be tough um but um the whole thing about not having someone guarding you and still doing a layup <laughs> and still missing and still missing but but as much as we laugh about that go watch a basketball game and how many times that guy gets a breakaway yeah and somehow still misses yep because the, break, the breakaway is when he doesn't have another sports guy nope, yeah no other him. sports guy all right yeah, he's by himself. No, yeah, yeah. like he's just kind of like. So he's if still, they had put someone up against me, you, I you probably would have made chance. it. Yeah, yeah, you probably would have made it. The one thing it's a mental. Yeah, the one right. thing yeah. Amber didn't want to talk know. about was sports, and now here we are, just straight into sports. Yeah, well, I knew there was a story about. <laughs> I'm just gonna glass. My yeah. eyes are gonna get glassy, and I'm be like, uh huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Go sports. Sore subject. Um, well, Amber, thank you so much uh, for for joining us today. It's been fun getting yeah, to know seriously. you. Seriously. Yeah. Where can people find you? Uh, well, I'm on TikTok. My name is. Ambetch. Nice. I don't. It, How do you, on, is it with a E T A M B E T C H? Nice. Uh, it's a rehab nickname, actually. Okay. Shout out. Um, and that's probably the only place you should look for me. Cool. Yeah. If TikTok. Yeah. You could find me in the Facebook dating app of uh, Are We Dating the Same Guy? You can also find me there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, those are my two top platforms currently. Nice. There you go. <laughs> Absolutely. Cool. Well, um, I mean, the, the TikTok world, uh, it, it's a good place to be right now. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot happening. Um, so certainly, if you're on TikTok, uh, go find her. Her clips, uh, she's got something for everybody. Um, that's kind of how we found you yeah. was through TikTok. Uh, so anything else um, you have to plug, feel free. No, we're good, I think. Uh, yeah, this has been the PhD Podcast. My name is Kellen King. I'm Tommy DeSalt. You can hey. find us at Post Hump Day. Yeah, and thanks again, Amber, for coming on. We Absolutely. Guys, it was an honor. I had a really good time. It's been yeah. a lot of fun. Thanks. See you guys next week.